0: I think the opportunity with currency is twofold in that, you know, there is the potential to improve returns. There's also the ability to improve diversification.
1: Welcome to Deep Dive, a special episode of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these episodes, we put BMO GAM's investment strategies under the microscope so you can see how they work for your clients and your practice. In this episode, Portfolio Manager Chris Heeks and host Daniel Nessel talk currency, to hedge or not to hedge, helping advisors peel the layers of foreign currency exposures, in particular, how best to leverage a strong loonie within the context of US ETFs to optimize returns. Before we hear from our experts, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and bookmark BMOETFs.ca in your browser.
2: Thanks for joining us today on the BMO ETFs Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Nezel, ETF Product Specialist, alongside Chris Heeks, BMO ETF Portfolio Manager. As always, great to have you back, Chris.
0: Thanks, Danielle. Good to be here.
2: Currency is our topic of discussion today, and we thought this would be an interesting and timely topic as the Canadian dollar has really rallied of late. And so for Canadian investors who are investing in securities outside of Canada, whether it's U.S. securities, international, or emerging markets, they need to think about currency and which currency they want to be exposed to, whether they want to keep exposure to the foreign currency or hedge it away. So this choice can have a really large impact on overall portfolio return, and especially today when volatility is so much higher, and currencies not immune to this volatility, 2020 was quite a volatile year for currencies as well. So Chris, when we think about total return on our investments, you know, we tend to think about price movement, price appreciation, dividends. We usually think about these elements first. How does currency factor into this equation? And what currency options are available to Canadian investors when they look to invest in non-domestic securities?
0: Yeah, thanks, Danielle. And yeah, like you said, currency is uh, it's an important consideration for uh, Canadian investors anytime they're investing outside of Canada. Uh, like you said, sometimes we forget there's there's two components to you know a return of a foreign asset. So. Um, for example, a foreign equity, you know, the, the return to a Canadian investor who's unhedged uh, would be the local equity return plus the currency return of that of that currency of that equity versus the Canadian dollar currency. You know, similar for fixed income, you know, your total return as a Canadian is going to be the local return of the fixed income instrument plus the currency return, return. So, but, you know, currency is, you know, it's an important driver. You know, I'd say currency is, on average, it's less volatile than equities. Um, on average, it's probably more volatile than um, investment-grade fixed income, for example. So, you know, currency is an important um, component to look at when you're building a portfolio. And I think the opportunity with currency is is twofold, in that you know there is the potential to improve returns with the with with um with the right currency selection, and there's also the the ability to improve diversification. So, you know, I think we'll get more into that as we go on, um, you know, and in, 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 in seeing how Canadians can select, you know, which whether to go hedged or unhedged or to keep an exposure in U.S. dollars. I'm sure we'll get a little more into that as we go.
2: So that CAD USD FX rate, kind of want to start here because this is the exchange rate which I think Canadians tend to keep uh, a pretty close pulse on. So what types of variables impact the movement of this rate? And then secondly, how would the decision to either hedge or not have played out for Canadian investors who were buying U.S. equities in 2020?
0: Yeah, so like you mentioned right off the top, um, it was – a year where we saw a lot of volatility in equities, we saw a lot of volatility in FX as well in currency, uh, the US dollar was no exception. You know, I think the, the two kind of key drivers in 2020 and, and probably going forward and, you know, in general um, are number one, the overall risk sentiment. We know that US dollars are seen as a safe haven. So when risk is accelerating in the market, uh, we tend to see US dollars rally. You know, investors will buy US treasuries, which is know, essentially probably the safest asset in the planet. So we tend to see, you know, in periods of volatility, investors will deleverage their portfolios and buy safe haven assets like the U.S. dollar, U.S. treasuries. Uh, That's exactly what we saw kind of in that period of um, February to March when the COVID crisis really accelerated and there was a significant drawdown in the market. Um, Kind of since then, um, you know, with the peak being kind of late March, um, like you mentioned, the, the Canadian dollar and, and, and in fact, all the other kind of global currencies against the U.S. dollar have gained background. So we've seen as markets have been more confident in a recovery, you know, as there's been positive vaccine news, you know, we've seen that safe haven strength kind of come out. U.S. dollar has gone down as the Canadian dollar has gone up. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, you ask what are the impacts on, on an equity investor, for example. Um, you know, we can look at ZUE and ZSP as as two great examples. So ZUE is the S&P 500 ETF hedged to Canadian dollars, and ZSP is just simply the unhedged S&P ETF. Well, if you look at 2020, both of them gave you about a 15, about a 15 and a half percent return. So it looks like, well, there's no decision to make with regards to currency, they gave you the same return. But if you actually look at the path of returns, it was actually quite a bit different. So uh, from an unhedged perspective, you know, as the market really sold off in, in, in February and March, um, at the same time the market was selling off, the S&P 500 was selling off, the currency, U.S. dollar currency, was gaining in value because, as we mentioned, again, there was that flight to safety, as well oil prices were declining, so that negatively impacted the Canadian dollar. So, if you look at that sell-off in terms of that um, drawdown into March on the zsp the unhedged etf it was about 20 percent. on the hedged etf zue it was it was uh, almost 35 percent. so it's a pretty stark difference in returns and uh you know meaningful reduction in volatility by being um in the the unhedged etf so you know that's just a little kind of case point in, in terms of um uh, You know, one thing that we do see with U.S. dollars and why I think investors should consider always having, you know, some U.S. dollar exposure in the portfolio is it can typically offer a diversification benefit. So when those equities in your portfolios are suffering, um, generally what we see is the U.S. dollar can be gaining strength. So, um, So by year's end, ZSP and ZUE, they gave you the same return, but ZSP gave you a little bit less of a bumpy ride.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We saw that play out this year as so many Canadian investors were buying up U.S. equities right as the CAD hit, hit a bottom for the year, and they're really seeing those currency returns play out. Now, let's take this a little further and look at other FX rates. So what about other currencies? I know Canadians, um, you know, we're, we really monitor cad USD, but what about CAD relative to international currencies like the pound or the euro or emerging market currencies, and how should Canadian investors play these FX exposures?
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's maybe start with EM and just put a put a quick comment on emerging market. Um, actually, this is this is interesting here that the emerging uh, markets currencies are actually very costly to hedge. You know, many currencies in the emerging markets are um, are restricted currencies. So some some of the um, some of these countries, uh, you know, such as such as China itself will have restrictions around um, currency movement. So EM is actually a very costly, from a currency hedging perspective, place to hedge. And the other aspect of it is in this, um, you know, in in this regulatory framework we're in now, they actually require more cash collateralization in EM. So for for several reasons, we don't view emerging markets as an attractive place to hedge for the cost and for, you know, the collateralization requirements. Um, And and so we tend to, you know, there we would tend to advocate to ju- just remain unhedged to save on the cost. Um, in terms of the EFI currencies, you know, it's a little bit different than the US. You know, whereas that US dollar I mentioned is a safe haven. So the Euro, you know, the EFI currencies, like as you mentioned, the Euros and the Pounds, Swiss francs, are more, I would say, um, risk assets in the same way that Canadian dollars are a risk asset. You know, I would say uh, U.S. dollars and perhaps Japanese yen are more of a risk-off asset. So, what what that tends to mean for for Canadian investors is that diversification benefit you get with U.S. dollars it isn't really as meaningful uh, to that same extent with with um, with other uh, currencies outside of um, outside of Canada. So, um, you know, just and then, then just to add to that point, you know, if you look at the performance of the pounds and the euros, you know, in particular the euros. Um, which is the largest currency exposure in something like ZDM or ZEADM the MSCI EFI index. You know, euros are basically near a five-year high. You have yen kind of closer to the highs. Um, you know, I think not only structurally, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have currency exposure here, but I think even given the tactical movement of these currencies, I, I, you know, I'd be very comfortable to just keep these hedged. So in terms of, you know, a broad beta ETF, um, ZDM, you'll probably prefer over ZEA. You know, ZEA has shown, like I said, a little bit more outperformance over the last couple of years as those currencies have done well. But I think we're at, you know, a bit of the top end of the range. And, and you know, given all the risks in that region, you know, the geopolitical risks, you know, I like to hedge the EV currency. So I'd say, you know, ZDM in terms of, in terms of a broad beta or a ZEQ in terms of a European quality exposure um, would would prefer to be hedged in that region.
2: That's great insight, especially um, your comments on emerging markets. I know we've been advocating for Canadians to look at emerging market equities more and more. So maybe don't hedge on EM. That's great insight, saving on on that cost and maybe look to hedge on those EFI currencies.
1: You are listening to Deep Dive, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. If you're looking for timely trade ideas to navigate the current market, we encourage you to tune in each Thursday for our weekly Views from the Desk episodes. You'll hear razor-sharp insights, commentary, and ETF strategies from our portfolio managers, as well as questions submitted directly from our audience of Canadian financial advisors.
2: So USD, that's probably the most widely used foreign currency for Canadians, uh, and that goes You know, well beyond investments, many Canadians own property in the U.S. They have ongoing expenses in U.S. dollars. Canadians cross the border frequently for work and travel. Obviously, this is on pause currently, but, you know, we expect this to go back once borders reopen. So all this to say, Canadians, they use U.S. dollars a lot. And because of this, BMO offers U.S. dollar-denominated ETFs. We call these our .U. ETFs, and they trade right here in Canada. So, Chris, how would uh, these ETFs or this currency option differ from an unhedged ETF with exposure to U.S. dollars? And then, secondly, what advantages do these .U. ETFs have for investors?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, really, in terms of an exposure, it's equivalent. So, let's let's go with that ZSP example again, whereas ZSP invests in the S&P 500. It's an ETF that trades in Canadian dollars and it's unhedged. Like you mentioned, we have ZSP.U. Uh, so the .U. is a, an extension to the ticker. Um, it again has exposure to the S and P 500, but trades in U.S. dollars. You know, as you look at it from a Canadian perspective, and if you convert your statement, let's say, to Canadian dollars, the returns are going to be the same. You know, the difference with the .U. is you invest you, so you buy the ETF in U.S. dollars. You get dividends in U.S. dollars, and um, and that's the kind of currency it's denominated in. You know, and the, the big advantage with 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 the dot use is, like you said, a lot of Canadians have U.S. dollar balances um, sitting around that they may not want to convert for whatever reason. You know, there there is a cost to convert currencies, so sometimes it's advantageous to keep keep whatever um, you know a cash balance in U.S. dollars, or like you mentioned. Um, some Canadians have U.S. dollar expenses, so they may be paying, you know, rent, for example, on a, on a property in the U.S., and, you know, having um, some U.S. dollars that are generating income um, can be an effective way to generate U.S. dollars to help offset their U.S. expenses. Um, and then lastly, I'd say tax efficiency. You know, for certain, um, you know, high net worth investors... Uh, there can be a, a, an advantage to owning ETFs in Canada versus owning them in the U.S. Because you could say, well, maybe I could go out and buy SPY as a Canadian um, in the U.S. But um, there can be tax advantages to owning a ZSP.U um, in Canada and keeping your, um, keeping your you know, essentially your investments in Canada. There could be tax advantages and, and you know, our sales team can um, and, 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 and tax experts can speak more to that as well. So, you know, the you, I think overall, there's there's quite a few products there um, that you can actually build a pretty decent portfolio with some of the offerings that we have and generate income or lower volatility or just gain that broad market exposure. You know, works really well for investors who have that, you know, U.S. dollar cash balance or U.S. dollar expenses.
2: Yeah, lots of great benefits for uh, Canadian investors with the dot .U ETFs. So as we start uh, a new year, this tends to be the time where many economists like to give their forecasts on things, and I've read a few reports on where they think the loonie is headed in 2021. So, Chris, what are your thoughts? What's your outlook for CAD this year?
0: Yeah, well, maybe I'll I'll shape my thought within within the context of some of the market expectations. You know, BMO Capital Markets has a one-year target of 125, so you know, 125 US dollars. Canada, right? So 125 Canadian to buy one USD. You know, that's a little bit below where we are. So that's a little bit uh, stronger on the Canadian dollar from where we are. Now, I think, you know, if I look at it, that's right around the long term average. So if you do like a long term 20-30 year average, 125 is right around the right around that long term average. If you look at a five year average, we're more in that 130 range. So I'm seeing other market participants thinking we might be a little bit oversold on the USD and there might be some room for that US dollar to gain um, some momentum or some a little bit of strength. So, um, you know, and if that was the case, you you, you may want to be, um, you know, have some exposure that is unhedged. You know, I think the factors that are working for the Canadian dollar is the economic reopening, uh, the vaccine rollout. Um, you know, it's, a little bit dark days as we start 2021 but i think the future is looking better so i think that will um you know help the canadian dollar overall to help energy prices and energy demand as well which should be beneficial for canadian dollar strength so you know I, I do think there's cases both ways but i think you know regardless um i think you do want to have some u.s dollar exposure in your portfolio you know number one like i said look at 2020 it it, 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 it um you know did give you risk um diversification benefits so it reduced your drawdown if we see volatility kind of peak its head out a little more um, you know u.s dollar exposure can help you and and like i said it's kind of at the bottom end of the range so i think you know there's likely a little more room for the u.s dollar to gain strength than there is for the um you know canadian dollar to gain gain strength right now Um, so uh so you know i would always advocate you know a balanced investor i think having 20 percent like let's say you're 60, 40 investor, you know, having about 20, 15, 20% exposure into a U.S. dollars at a total portfolio level, you know, that's going to help you, you know, reduce and absorb, dampen some volatility. So, you know, I think that's what we can look at. And, you know, if the, say the BMO call is correct and we go, um, you know, a little more towards that U S dollar weakness, then, you know, we might be looking to even go a little more unhedged as we move forward.
2: And that's the beauty of using um, ETFs as tools to get these market exposures. You know, with BMO, we offer all these currency exposures, and you can easily change your currency call by, you know, using ZSP as that example, moving into ZUE or into ZSP um, pretty easily and and cost-efficiently as well. Well, thanks, Chris, for joining us. As always, really interesting, really valuable insight.
0: Thanks, Danielle. Appreciate it.
2: Just a reminder, BMO ETFs. We offer those three currency options for investors: the unhedged, hedged to Canadian dollars, and those U.S. dollar denominated or dot U exposures. If you want to read more on currency hedging in BMO ETFs, we have a great report we just published: Currency Hedging in These Markets. It, like all our reports, lives on the BMO ETFs dashboard at BMOETFs.ca. Check it out, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you to Chris Heeks, ETF specialist and portfolio manager, and Daniel Nessel, BMO product specialist at BMO Global Asset Management for joining us on Deep Dive. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to tune into our weekly Views from the Desk episodes available each Thursday morning in this same podcast series. And for all things ETF, you can visit the Canadian ETF dashboard at bmoetfs.ca. That's B-M-O-E-T-F-S The viewpoints expressed by the Portfolio Manager represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time, without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investment should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statements that necessarily depend on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance.